we'd like to take a minute to thank this week's sponsor, Midnight Mom Society. Midnight Mom Society is a mom-run alternative apparel shop. She designs and handcrafts rad shirts like this one and accessories ranging from pop culture nostalgia to dark and witchy. The shop is designed for the dark-minded and forever young. Each order is also packed with a touch of magic, so pick up some gear today. You can visit her store on Etsy by simply searching Midnight Mom Society or by going to etsy.com slash shop slash Midnight Mom Society. And don't forget to use our code UNSIGNED for 10% off your order. Thanks so much. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome, Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I want to give you a voice. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? Podcast about life in the music industry. Uh, that was that was great. That was a Dude, good. That was a awesome. that was a nice intro. That was like perfect. It was <laughs> perfectly. The, the timing was impeccable. <laughs> it was it perfectly together in sync. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but today we got a really awesome guest. We got Wes Hoffman from well, St. Louis, Missouri. Not only an awesome guest though, like a friend of ours too. Like he became a friend through this. Like and a so. huge, like he's a huge supporter of like this medium, you know, of like people who go out and do this shit. Because like he said in this episode, and you'll hear him, but like bands don't have platforms without people willing to promote their shit. And so like, if you're out there, like, I don't know who you are, but if you're thinking that you're hot shit, let me tell you right now, you ain't. Oh, geez. Yeah. Just a call. Straight call out. Straight call out, man. Like, straight call out. You want to know who cool, like who's cool? People who don't act like they're cool. Those are the real yeah. cool ones. People who give a shit about music industry. People who give a shit about the small guy. Those are the cool people. Because we're going to yeah. fucking stick it to the man one day. Like and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I saw, he was a, I saw a video of him in a Target once. Hmm. I shop at Target. Whoa, dude, it's like you guys are the same person. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying, but, but like, have you ever I'm I've never saying. seen you in a room with Justin Timberlake before. It's true. You know? uh, <laughs> it's true. And Very true. And this is getting long and drawn out. You want to just hop into the fucking podcast? Because this sure, one's a get, long one. Yeah, it's true. Let's get into it. So welcome to Word It All, my friends. Go West. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Pat. How are you? It's so great to meet you finally. Yes, it is great to meet you as well. Uh, just telling Bear, <laughs> I'm Bear, good to see you. Yeah. I was just telling Bear before you hopped on here that like I was excited because I, for everyone I've ever known that's talked to you, that you're a really great guy. So I was excited to get to get a chance to like pick your brain, talk to you, and see if I can't. Uh, pull out some random knowledge at you um, who, who so, do you know that who do you know that talked to me gosh i don't i don't remember it was like i talked to like my instagram shit is so just deep of just like people talking to me and like especially when we've been working on this comp and stuff that we're doing i like i'll shoot a shoot a like the list of who's on it so far and like oh Wes is on oh Wes I mean, he's so cool man I love that dude and I'm like I'm like yeah I'm gonna get something you should him. know about cool. Pat is uh, that's his uh generic band voice that's his voice for any band ever ever <laughs> oh, ever dude. oh yeah oh, well, yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's dude, a good totally boy. sick didn't oh totally right and tubular dude <laughs> i just hopped so in and i just got turtle, pitted basically. i just got pitted i was noshing on some grindage uh <laughs> take me back okay so wes so you are a bit of a jack of all trades i would say when it comes to the music scene you know uh from artist to podcaster to motivational speaker You've stayed yeah. in other interviews that you kind of took a musical hiatus of sorts before returning to the scene around 2017. During that hiatus, you started the Treehouse Network Shop. Yes. Tell us about that. So, uh, yeah, I, I ran Treehouse Network Shop for five years. Um, you know, it kind of all started when I was looking for a job in 2014. And, um, uh, I was just started networking. I started going to a lot of networking events here in St. Louis and I started meeting a ton of people and eventually um, companies and people were reaching out to me and they were like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me? Or, Hey, I'm looking to fill a position. Do you know any like web developers or anything like that? And so I, I started thinking and I was like, well, people get paid a lot of money <laughs> to be recruiters and like match up companies with people. And so that's kind of what I started doing. Um, but the model was a little bit different. I would work like with a job seeker and kind of give them some job coaching. Like, um, Hey, here's what you need to do with your resume. Here's, um, here's some people you should talk to. Here's maybe some companies that you should start like looking into. So, um, I've always kind of been entrepreneurial. Um, uh, and, and I think that a lot of that we were talking earlier, like a lot of that comes from being in a band is, yeah, yeah. you know, essentially if you're, if you're in a band and you want to make it, you have to be, you either need to get a manager that can help you with the business side or someone in your band needs to be the driving force behind like, you know, promoting it and doing the business side and um, right. all that kind of stuff, uh, getting merch done. And I really just enjoy that part of being in a band. And um, I really enjoyed that part of, being um an entrepreneur as well so um yeah that's what, and then i also did like some motivational speaking on the side yeah. like um you know I, I would go to colleges and um conferences and that was really fun too i really enjoyed it it's it's, uh, it's if you can pull it off it's not it wasn't a super steady gig but it paid really well when i would get good gigs it was sure. like Hey, come out to Cleveland and and hang out here for a weekend, and we'll put you up in a hotel, and uh, you know we'll pay you a bunch of money. And it was like it was really sweet whenever I would get gigs like that. But um, how, you know, other how times does, it would be like, hey, will you come do this thing, and we'll pay you 150 bucks, and that was cool too. So, <laughs> how, how does one get a gig like that? Where like how does how do you get like a college to be like, hey, you you want to come over and you want to talk to some people? You want you want to motivate some people? dude honestly if i had you you'd be surprised how many people i asked that my to myself <laughs> um because it was like a i i really would enjoy to do it full time um but um and eventually i did get hooked up with an agency i had an agent that would book gigs for me and okay when i would get inquiries and stuff um she would handle them but uh a lot of it was networking if you get in with the right organizations like uh uh, SBLA future business leaders of America was one that I worked with like almost every year. And so within that, there's all these, you know, one person that works in there, they tell this school, Hey, we had this really cool motivational speaker come out. Like you should have him come to your school assembly. Like they all kind of 
talk within that. Um, but I could never really crack that code of like, how could I get, you know, several gigs a month and, and, and do this full time. So, um, you know, I took them where I could get them and it, and it was a lot of fun. So, you know, I got to do, I got to meet some really cool people and I still do it a little bit on the side. Um, you know, I'm just, I like, uh, I like entertaining people and I like performing. So I think that's where, you know, the band, the music thing and the motivational speaking thing. And I love inspiring people too. So I love inspiring people as well. Um, my wife tells me that I don't do a good job at it. (laughs) (laughs) I just end up making, making it bad sometimes. Oh man. (laughs) Cause that's my thing. Like whenever anyone's like, down i'm like just down in the dumps i'm like i'm gonna bring you up i'm oh, gonna bring can, you up i can attest to that first fucking hand. oh yeah i do that for you all the time but <laughs> all the but time. I, I i feel it always seems it always seems to be like i could do pretty good with just about anybody with my wife i am a failure with that stuff. <laughs> like i'm not good at that portion um <laughs> of I marriage the same way with my ex-wife <laughs> Yeah, and you know, usually, you know, it it always works out eventually, but my trying to be inspiring just ends up being like annoying <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> or something. <laughs> and I'll even tell him like I'm just trying to like bring you up and inspire you and just like, well, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. She she fixes it. Uh so, on that note so you we talked about a little earlier uh before the show started you have hosted a few different podcasts now um west Hoff, west hoffman with friends is that one you're still doing no so i kind of moved away from that one um yeah so you did i had yeah. i first started out um doing a podcast called the strange the, the strange house yep. yep and we um we talked to we went on a warp tour one summer we talked yep. to like Hawthorne Heights, Knocked Loose, MXPX, mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup, Gwar. Yeah, um, that's what that's actually one of the things I was gonna I was gonna bring up because I saw that you had interviewed like Mike Carrera, Kevin Lyman, and even our good friend Sam mm-hmm. Dean from Plug Your Sam. Holes. Yes, Sam I love Sam Dean. <laughs> Sam Dean Sam Dean is my best friend. We grew up together in up in Duluth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh yeah, because I saw he's a great huh? dude. He is a great, he's a great dude. dude awesome dude i love um, knowing we, cool people vicariously through my friends when we <laughs> when we did uh when we just went down for uh unsilent night festival um we we stayed in his new like in the new plugger holes warehouse it's a massive complex <laughs> is he in dallas now no he's in kansas city he's still in okay. kansas city but it's on the way down to dallas on the way down okay yeah i've been to the old plugger holes um uh hq and it it was cool man this one is a giant building like there's they have wings there's like the pink wing it's massive so uh so yeah but you were saying that you had actually been on you you went to warp tour with strange house what was like what was that experience like it was awesome man um i think it was the summer of 2017 and i think we did like five days um Okay. And we split it up a little bit. It was interesting because like we, we met up with the tour when they had only been like going for like a week and all the bands and all the staff were like really 
uh, energized and excited mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to talk to us. Like, you know, everybody wanted to do interviews and it was like literally maybe only five days into the tour. And so we caught up with them in Nashville. We did Nashville and Atlanta and uh, we were supposed to do New Orleans, but it got canceled. And so, um, you know, we talked to all these bands and it was super fun. You know, I got to see all my favorite bands that yeah. year. Uh, and, and then. Oop, you cut out there. Oh, we got out. Nice. Yeah, you so, cut out. So once in the meantime, we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> oh, oh, you're coming back. Um, Hold up. You, you cut out there for like 30 seconds or so. Okay. You want backtrack. New Orleans just so, got canceled. Yeah. So New Orleans got canceled. We went to Atlanta and then we did um, like St. Louis and Kansas City. And okay. Kansas, those were both tours at the end of the tour, like like the beginning of August almost. And yeah. everybody was like, you could just tell a completely different, like from going <laughs> at the beginning of the tour to the end. At the right. end, everybody was like, you could kind of hear people bickering a little bit. Oh, you, yeah. you know, it was like, you could tell people were warm. It is a long tour and it's very hot. And it's it's a pretty tough tour to, to be on. It is, but, it is um, absolutely. It, it, but we really enjoyed it, and I met some amazing people. Um, and, you know, we've we, we've uh, podcasted here at the the Warp Tour in St. Louis like several times. So I've met so many awesome people through uh, podcasting. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. You know, I do miss Warp Tour, even though uh, I'm older now, and it's. Um, it's hot, man. And I am a very fair skinned old white guy. <laughs> yeah. And Ditto. Like, I think, I think we, so when in 2018, when they decided to stop, like we didn't, we didn't podcast that year. And, um, you know, I had a bunch of sunscreen on, I was like staying hydrated and uh, I was with a bunch of my friends and they were all going to go see census fail. And, uh, I was like, guys, I'm, I'm, I got to lay down under this tree (laughs) in the shade. Like I got to take a break. Like I'm dying over here. Like, um, (laughs) so I love Warped Tour. It'll always have a special place in my heart, but it does get harder as you get older. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I definitely, I can attest to those long warp, those, those, the tour being long. I did two years in a row in 2011, 2012. And it's long, especially at the end the stretches at the end are so long and you're just really tired at, at the, at the end of those long, yeah. those long drives. Well, I remember just being on a, a tour, right? Like it wasn't even warp tour. It was just a two month tour. And, uh, the last two weeks was fucking hell. It was longer <laughs> than the entire tour put together with those last two weeks. And I just remember like driving at the wheel, like, are we, fucking there yet like just getting like super like just super ornery and pissy and like and it's not like i was like against any of the dudes in the band or anybody we were playing with it was just like it takes a mental fucking toll it's awful and like it's really true that there are really like there's only a like a handful of people who are cut out for it like, I will never say somebody won't make it in the music industry or the music scene. Cause I mean, with the internet now, you can literally make it, you know, quote unquote, make it in the music industry and never have to play a show in your life. You know what I mean? Like, so, but when you come into like the touring industry, like, oh, fuck. It is a different breed of fucking human. Like, you are literally, you literally have to be built different in order to like make it through a fucking tour. Yeah, you gotta be tour. like, you gotta be like, Correct. Yeah, you gotta be like that in every in every way, every way. 
I want to say one of those people who is definitely cut out for it is uh, our good friend John James Bryan of Keep Flying. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. Nobody gigs as nobody gigs as hard as JJR. Dude, <laughs> he is an he is an intense personality. Like he is oh, awesome. Is awesome, and that just like he is always on the road. Yeah, and has yeah. been for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. He's he he got a great dude, he's yeah. got an an impeccable worth ethic, work ethic. Work, yeah, absolutely, dude. There was absolutely. a there was a time of uh, a period of time between 2015 and 2019 where I played. I I counted it out once. It was like 423 shows Whew. in four years, and I was I like I remember looking back at that going holy shit yeah that is like in, a show every fucking four days maybe yeah back but, in back in my heyday where i was doing i think we would tour three weeks come home for one week and go leave back for out. tour again go right back out yep it was a it was intense in the intense uh schedule and especially like when you're when you're first starting out and you're doing t- your touring and stuff not everybody's lucky enough to have those, you know, 15 passenger vans mm-hmm. in your trailers. I, <laughs> I, my first, my first tours were in a, uh, like a caravan yeah, with a, with a <laughs> topper, you know, topper on top uh-huh. of the van for our clothes. Um, and six of us in the van with all of our gear. Yeah. Oh. I remember touring in a Chevy and a TV, a Chevy Aveo. One of those like hatchback cars, and yeah. now don't get me wrong, it was the acoustic project back then. But we still fit three people, all of our gear and all of our merch into yeah. a little Chevy Aveo. And I remember like driving with like I was in the passenger seat. I had like my my clothes and my suitcase, like everything <laughs> on me. My guitar leaning against my shoulder. Yeah, my friend over here just and and for five hours, right? Like <laughs> this is not like oh, we're driving like thirty minutes. No, it's like we got to be in Kansas City tonight. <laughs> and I just, oh, but we're living for it. We're just sitting here like this is the most uncomfortably happy I've ever been. <laughs> yes, yes. When you're younger, it's like no big deal, you know. Like I, I, I remember one of my first bands. Um, we were like 19 or 20 and, and we did like a two week tour and it was exactly like you said, we had my parents Ford Aerostar and, yes. like, um, and we had to take the back seat and like one of the captain chairs out of it. Yep. So our drummer, who was like a tiny at the time, he was like a little dude. He like made a little bunk on top of the merch container. Nice. <laughs> and, yes. and he even had like a little like tent, like a cover over and um so he would just be in there like sleeping and and hanging out and every once in a while we'd hear the window open so that he could like smoke a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) nice dude i i remember um like i i remember like progressing and i say progressing like uh very lightly um but progressing in like how much like how much better that's a bad that's a bad sentence like watching myself get better at touring and then like finding things where it's like, Oh, Hey, I don't have to load in all this gear every single time. I'm going to get a fucking dolly. Like <laughs> I'm going to bring a dolly. And then you're like, Oh, okay, cool. And then you're like, you know what? I don't need to be in show clothes until the show. And then you're just like in pajamas 
the entire day. And then you're like, you know, if we drive to, uh, you know, the place tonight, we can just wake up and be there. Okay, cool. And then you're like, if I spend $20 a month, I can park outside of a 24 hour <laughs> planet fitness and wake up for showers and then just like the little shit that you'd end up like doing. If I reached out out to like, because this is this is something that we did that I don't I haven't yet found anybody who's done this. I'm sure they've done it, but like three weeks before our tours, we would reach out to places like Chipotle, Moe's, McDonald's, Arby's, like whatever, and just throw them so much stuff. Like, hey, we love eating here. We're going on tour. Like, we'd <laughs> love to have your support. Blah blah blah. Uh, with everything, and then we'd give them a pitch like. You know, if you guys help us support on this tour with like with like coupons or, or free vouchers, we'll throw you all over our social media. And then we send them our EPK. We send them this big thing. And nine times out of 10, they'd send shit back. Like Chipotle sponsored like three of our tours just because we asked them to. Well, and they Chipotle were like, was pretty notorious for that for a they, long time. They like, were. They, they were. They, they would do that. And but it was also like I remember if you were a band on tour and you had a Chipotle tattoo, you would get free food the entire tour. Oh. Hey, I could just, like, put a Chipotle tattoo, like, in here somewhere. Oh, right? Like, I, I'm down. When, when I was down, I was going to get a fucking burrito tattooed onto me. Like, I was in. Oh, yeah. But then oh, yeah. they stopped doing it. As far as... I mean, like, if you had gotten it in its prime, like, it would have paid for itself ten times over. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, well, you absolutely. know, uh, Taco Bell was doing that like feed the beat for a while. Like, they where, still do, uh, actually. Yeah, but it's okay. more maybe I'll it's have more to of a <laughs> it's more of a contest <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing now. Like it's not a contest, but like they select it. Like you know, like they're like ah, who won? Ah. <laughs> and then because uh, I had a band, a friend of mine's band, uh, Boys of Fall, that got selected to be on feed the beat and and they okay. picked like i think it was like 10 or, or 20 of them or something um but yeah that was pretty cool until it became like this like contest style kind of yeah thing and and you know whatever teach their own like and hell i <laughs> fuck i still signed up like it, it, i'm <laughs> off chance and like i get it like, <laughs> it's bullshit not, but i'm still gonna i'm do still it. gonna I do mean, it because if sure. i win it's not bullshit you know like yeah. if i it's win every, if everyone I win. else has a bad experience <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of touring, music and all that sort of stuff. So before your triumphant return to music with, you know, doing your Wes Hoffman friends, you first made a pit stop, the musical project called Why Not? Yeah. Back in How do you know all this? Uh, I, I keep my resources to myself. Um, <laughs> so plagiarism, which, which I feel I don't know about you, but I felt it had a nice little like hot rod circuit kind of feel to it. If you ever listen oh, to them, you. yeah, they're tight. Uh, what happened with Why Not? So that was kind of like, uh, so that was in the midst of that was me and my buddy. That was actually the reason how I got into um, back into music was me and my buddy. When we started doing the Strange House, we did that podcast together. We started talking to bands like MXPX and Knucklepuff were like some of the first ones that we talked to. And Knuckle Puck was like, I don't even think their first album was out yet. They were still like really new. That's and tight. we were kind of like, hey, you know, we he played drums, I play guitar. And we were like, we could do music again. Like, let's get back into it. You know, like we we could run this. Um, you know, we we both have been in bands before and we were a little older, and we were like, we could run this just as well as other bands are doing their thing. Um, 
So I played guitar. We had a bass. We we got a, a bass player. We had another guitarist. Like if you go back on Spotify, we have a song called Secrets. That mm-hmm. um. So there was a couple of iterations of this band. I was singing, um, uh, lead on the song called Secrets, and then we switched it around. And I switched to bass, and um, the bassist took guitar, and that and we did. We put out a seven inch, and um, you know, it kind of just fizzled out as things do. Like, but that was actually because that was fizzling out. Um, me and the the um, one of the other guys, we started our own band. So I started Wes Hoffman. Um, and Wes Hoffman and Friends out of the ashes of Why Not, and yeah. then he started a band called Candy Lion. Um, okay. Also, so you know, it's yeah. kind of like at, we wanted to keep doing music, and our drummer, he was kind of like, ah, you know, I've got other things going on, like I don't really have the time for this. So, um, but it was a fun project while it lasted. Um, we opened for Foxing um, at okay. uh, wow. at Del Mar Hall here, which is a pretty uh, nice venue here. Like right when they opened up, and it was like. You know, I'm used to playing to like uh, playing in like 300 cap venues at the most. Like, right. you know, I mean, I've played bigger shows when I was younger, but this is like an 800 cap, thousand cap venue, and it was like really, really nice. And I, I kind of got on stage, and I hadn't played, you know, music. Like now, I would be fine with that. I'd be totally comfortable with like sure. playing. You know, I've, I'm back in the game, and I've been it, back in it for a while, but. That being one of my first shows back, I was like, I walked onto the stage and I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Am I in the right venue? Yeah. And then people started showing up and it was fucking sold out. And I was like, oh my God, is it too late to back out? Like, like now, now I would be like, yes, let's fucking go. Like, let's do this, you know? But um, back then it was like, you know, I just wasn't where I'm at, where I'm at now with like my stage presence and my voice and my guitar playing and all that. Like I was still really getting back into it. Yeah. And then it, and you liked it enough to where you guys were also in talks about maybe uh, starting it back up in like 2019. We were, you, you were, Oh yeah, we were, uh, <laughs> we did a, uh... Oh shit. <laughs> We did, we did a show, uh, we were talking about it, but it never really kind of came about. Um, mm. But yeah, we did it, we, our last show was, uh, we did a Christmas show in like, I think the end, in, yeah, at the end of 2017. So, um, but yeah, I mean, now, you know, now West Hoffman and Friends has really kind of taken off and, and it's yeah. been, um, that's been like my main focus. Um, Absolutely. Which is, out, so. it's fire by the way if you don't oh, know that you. yet it's fire uh so when you were actually when you were starting west hoffman and friends were, so were you planning on doing that kind of like as a solo project where you worked with like different artists for each song or what was your initial kind of idea yeah man that's a good question so our drummer um his name has retinue um it's it's, our, it's his last name backwards so we we call him Hez. um and uh he asked me, you know, we, we became friends in 2017 and he, he's one of those people that he's truly a jack, jack of all trades. Like he streams on Twitch. He knows how to do like video editing. He knows how to do a little bit of computer programming. Like nice. he, he just That's he plays drums, show. he plays guitar, he sings, like he just does everything. He, he knows how to do a little bit of everything. And he was like, Hey, do you want to come to my, um, 
house and like hang out and record a song. And I, I put together like a one minute, a minute and a half or a minute, 45 second song. And I was like, yeah, sure. And we were, I was just going to do it for fun. Um, you know, and so we recorded it. He played drums on it. Um, I did everything else. He sang on it, uh, some backgrounds on it too. And then I was like, well, let's do another one. And then, <laughs> and yeah, uh, so we did another one. And then, um, you know, we brought in my best friend of 20 years and he played bass. And I was like, okay, let's do one show, just one show. Like if I die tomorrow, I want to at least have done one more show. And I think I was like 35 at the time. And I was like, this is, this is cool. Like I'm, I'm happy to do this. And we, we, the show sold out. We, I think we had like a, a 60 cap room. It was pretty small, but it was sold out. It was packed. And that's awesome. We had a lot of fun doing it. And then it just kind of evolved from there. And you know, I, I, I just enjoy doing it so much. I couldn't stop. So for, you know, at first it was like, this is just going to be me. Like I know as bands go, like, and I'm sure you guys understand this. Like I, I know I'm the type of person that I know I'm going to put a hundred percent into it no matter what, you know? And, um, you know, a lot of times when I was younger, I was in bands where, you know, there might be one guy that's like that or two guys that's like that. And the other guys are kind of along for the ride. And that's, that's not how it is in my band. Like all, all the guys are like, that's exciting. They really enjoy it. They really have fun doing it. But I knew that no matter what I'm in this for the long game, like 10 years from now, I hope when you go to my Spotify page or whatever streaming platform we're on, like there's a ton of West Hoffman music, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. And no matter who's a part of it, if, if it's, you know, it's always going to be the guys, I, you know, I, in, in, unless they decide to move on, like, I always want it to be the same group of guys that's playing with me now. But I also wanted to bring in people like um, on our song for what it's worth. We brought in like Emily Plamondon, who um, who also has a podcast and, and she's like a punk rock influencer, uh, um, a singer. And, you know, on our new album, uh, we're, we're actually in the process of recording a full length right now. Okay, and uh, cool. we're going to have like, you know, at least two songs that will have guest vocalists on it as well. So, you know, maybe eventually we'll bring in a guest guitarist, have somebody play solo. Maybe we'll have John James Ryan play the sax on something. Mm, who, you knows? Know, like, who knows? Who knows? Sky's yeah, the limit. Maybe, maybe we'll have Pat Tarnowski play on it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I can do a yeah. mean rhythm guitar. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. So we got one more question for you before we go to the break. And, um, my question is, what is one piece of advice that you could tell our listeners that you know now, but wish you had knew when, like, when you first started out? Oh, my God. I would say the biggest thing for me, dude, is, um, and just in life in general, is to just follow, follow your own vision, your own heart. Like, not your parents, not societies, like, just your own path. Because there were so many times in my life um, it's the reason why I stopped playing music. I just got it in my head. I shouldn't be doing this. It's silly to waste my time trying to pursue music. Mm. And I wish I would have done that the whole entire time. And, and you know, my parents were very supportive with my music. But at, at the same time, they were like, you know, you should have something to fall, fall back on. You should focus on school. You should have a job, which I agree. I get it. But I also yeah. feel like I, at the time when I was younger, you know, I was pushing this project. Um, the different bands that I was in and we were making it somewhere like we, you know, and, and I felt like I could have made it somewhere. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of listened to too many other people's agendas and not my own. And I think it's important even now, um, 
you know, that I'm older, it's still hard to kind of shut off the noise. Right. But, um, you know, so I guess that's the biggest thing is just is follow your heart. Listen to that still small voice. There's a lot of things that like, I, you know, opportunities that I had that I was like, no, I shouldn't do this. Like I, my parents are right. You know, blah, 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 blah. But right. now as I look back, I'm like, I should have just fucking went for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because time is the one thing that you'll never be able to get back. Totally. Yeah. And with that, we're going to go ahead and go to a quick break and we'll be right back. We'd like to take a minute to thank this week's sponsor, Midnight Mom Society. Midnight Mom Society is a mom-run alternative apparel shop. She designs and handcrafts rad shirts like this one and accessories ranging from pop culture nostalgia to dark and witchy. The shop is designed for the dark-minded and forever young. Each order is also packed with a touch of magic. So pick up some gear today. You can visit her store on Etsy by simply searching Midnight Mom Society or by going to Etsy.com slash shop slash Midnight Mom Society. And don't forget to use our code unsigned for 10% off your order. Thanks so much. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back with our good friend, Wes Hoffman. Wes, again, we want to thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, basically we've kind of gotten, we've already gotten the music shit out of the way. We've gotten to know you a little bit. Like we've, we've had some fun here. Have you listened to the show yet? I have not. I, I was okay. meeting to earlier today, but it's, okay. It, it's, okay. it's always, you know, Hey, I have my own podcast. And when, when I ask people like, Hey, have you listened to the show yet? And they're like, no, I'm like, I don't take it personal. You know? No, I'm no. Not I see. I, I was just time. wondering if you had yet, because this is. That we start to switch things up, you know. We 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 try to be, you know. Every podcast is is very similar, and especially with how they ask questions, all music related and all that sort of stuff. So we try to do things a little bit differently. You know, we I'm, try to we try to have a couple different segments. Uh, I'm Mar- trying to give our uh, our like YouTube watchers something to enjoy. You are visually stunning right now. So, but we are so so we're gonna hop over to our next segment, which is the obscure question segment. This is where we kind of ask any weird thing that might come to our brain. Um, and with that, that first question I do have for you, I'd like you to tell me about Green Lantern. Would you say he's oh. your favorite superhero? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You went deep into my Instagram or some shit. Like, <laughs> I, wa- uh, well, I was yeah. going to say I go deep everywhere, but that gets everywhere. a little dirty at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh, let me see here. I can actually show you guys. Um, in my kitchen here, I have a little I have a little Green Lantern um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like shelf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. I see you, I see you. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, so um, the movie with Ryan Reynolds... Uh, <laughs> Not, it's not rough. quite the best thing about the movie with Ryan of, Reynolds uh, is the um, jokes about the movie that Ryan Reynolds makes in other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I is mean, the yes. best part about that movie. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like it's it's infamous. It's like famous for being so bad. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy watching it because it's just entertainingly bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't mind. I mean, you know, it just could have been they just really missed the mark with it. Um <laughs> I just, uh, I love, like, I just got to say one of my favorite things about that movie is that I love that, like, when he just powers on and gets the suit, all of a sudden his hair's feathered, too. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. And all of a sudden he has, like, 
when he wears the mask, his eyes are like this bright blue. Yeah, and I'm weird. like, why did you guys do that? Um, yeah, uh, but I really do like one bright spot in that in that film though is I really like Kilowog. Kilowog's yeah. great, and he looks great. He looks perfect. Mm-hmm. They did a great job with Kilowog in it. And uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Green Lantern the animated series. Yes. Yeah. That is good. It's, it's so very, good. Very Literally, good. okay. And this has been my opinion since day one. I'm a Marvel guy through and through. Okay, Marvel through and fucking through. But something that DC has done impeccably is their animated series. Oh yeah, all of yes. them. Yeah, all, all of animated DC's shows animated shit is like fucking incredible. It is out of this fucking world. And now uh, Marvel like, had two good uh, animated movies, and that was the original Avengers movies. Those were yes, sick. Those were good. But, but back to DC, <laughs> fucking, I'll watch all of that shit. Oh, oh dude, all of Young it. Justice. Oh, dude. Young Justice is really good. The Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Emancipation the new one's really on Harley funny, Quinn. Yeah. Yes, the, the Harley mm-hmm. Quinn um, uh, animated series was really so good. So fucking funny. Uh, like all of the Batman stuff. Oh, my all, favorite all one Batman, is Under the Red Hood. Batman, the Brave and the Bold, and the Batman. Like all of uh, the Batman Killing Joke, Beyond, Batman the Animated Series. All of those are just absolutely phenomenal. So absolutely, good. I actually and, and they're just not watched. really geared towards children. No, yeah, and I think I, that's what they what they understood. They understood their audience and the actual right. darkness behind what DC is, which is something that the DCEU missed entirely was the darkness with it. And I think that's the, you know, the Zack Snyder cut of the, of the Justice League was fucking incredible. Even with down to I, the fucking color grading because of how dark oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. It like, was fantastic. That's, you know, because you have someone like Joss Whedon come in like, oh, Marvel, here, let me throw my fucking, like my Marvel formula into it. And you know who's fine. funny now? <laughs> Batman's funny. Batman's funny. It's like, well. <laughs> He's not. There's Never a reason he was fired from Marvel, you know? Uh. <laughs> But who is your favorite Green Lantern? Which Green Lantern is your favorite? I mean, I guess I would say you you could pick any obscure Green Lantern too. But I meant of like the like uh of like the you know the 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 Earth sector. I can't remember twenty eight fourteen. Yeah, twenty eight fourteen. I really like uh, Guy Gardner. Guy yeah. Gardner's great. Um, I mean, he's he's an asshole, but oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but he, he was a little bit of a punk rock vibe to him. Yes, he was. A, he, I I loved him the most when he became a Red Lantern. Uh, mm. That was cool. Yeah. Did yeah, you read I'm, Red Lanterns? Yes, but I don't remember that part of it. I really? I, I read it. He was like the leader the, for the, a while dur- during the uh, Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Um. Blackest Night is my favorite. Is one of my favorite like comic book series. Blackest Night's a great, great one. Yeah. When that was happening, was it was, <clears throat> it was really cool. And that was actually right before I got into Green Lantern in like 2011 or 2012 when um, they rebooted everything and they did this new 52 thing. The new 52, with, yeah, that was a yeah, where it was like 52 comics for 52 yeah. weeks. Um, so a year. Um, and, and I really got into, uh, Green Lantern then. And I, and I was like, every, every month I would go to the comic book store and I would have my books and, um, you know, I followed Green Lantern for several years. Um, 
I want to say all the way up until like 24 for, for three or four years, like pretty religiously. Uh, uh, but I don't, I don't really get into too much that actually, uh, one that I've recently read is uh, the last Ronin that it's a teenage oh, yeah, Ninja Turtles Turtle. book. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge turtle fan. So, um, yeah, I've, I, I've only gotten the first issue. It's sold out everywhere I go. I'm like, Hey, oh, really? the last Ronin. They're like, Oh, you know, we have issue one and three, three, but not two. And I'm like, well, I've, I'm I've not going to skip an issue. Like, <laughs> right? You can't. Yeah, I have them. Um, I have. I'm a huge comic book collector. I have. I I have a pull list at my comic shop. So I've just. Uh, yeah, I I already went and picked up my comics right before this. Actually. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to have a pull and hold. I, I used to have a pull and hold like account, you know. But I I don't anymore. So. <laughs> oh, you're missing out, man. There's a lot of good shit. All right. So, with that <laughs> said, if you could only play one game for the rest of your life, video game or board game or whatever kind of game, what would it be and why? That's a good question. I would probably have to say one of the first games that comes to my mind is Super Mario Brothers 3. Ooh, that's a yeah. great one. Because it's just so fun and and um it's challenging. Um, another game that I recently played that I, that is really challenging, but also really fun. is Cuphead. Cuphead's so good. It's a good one. Yeah. It's really, really good. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like they, it's like that game should have been on NES when we were kids. Right. Mm. Um, because it's, it's hard. It's hard. I, 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 it's super hard. Actually, I have, I have. Oh, here he goes. Let's. We're gonna follow him into the kitchen. Let's in go. In my kitchen, I have this like. Oh shoot! Oh, that's yes. Tight. This little like cuphead thing. That's nice. tight. Hey, have you seen that? Their uh, Netflix is putting out a cuphead TV show. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, it, it I wish looks they just awesome. put out a, a, another cuphead game. <laughs> the the show looks really fun. It looks just like the video game come to animated life. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, Last I'm question. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Barry, you, know, you getting tired of our nerdiness? <laughs> I want you to listen closely. You, you filthy son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I could listen to you talk about your passions literally all day, because I want to gas you up. I want to gas you up, because he was a good man, a sexy motherfucker. And I enjoy the things that you enjoy. <laughs> and that makes me truly happy. Yeah. He also just wants to get back to bed. He doesn't feel good. I'm sick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if we know more about space than we do our own oceans, isn't the ocean technically the final frontier? Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, and I, shit. Love the, I love the ocean. Um, Dude, when you think about it, think about how incredible. Just think about how many different species live. Gotta take a backseat on this one. This is where we're gonna nerd out. Shit, sit down, shut up, and listen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's, I mean, the biggest. I'm really fascinated by whales in general. Like, like, I mean, ocean life in general, sea turtles, whales, squids, like coral reefs, all that stuff is really interesting. Manta rays. Yes. It's just insanity how incredible the ocean is. A whale is a mammal. It right. doesn't. It's not a fish. Right. A dolphin it, it is a mammal. It breathes air. Do you it, think Atlantis is real? 
I mean, is Aquaman maybe. down there? I, well, I well, think I, everything from myth is founded in truth. I, dude, I talked to my girlfriend about this. Like, she, she loves <laughs> hiking. She, I'm, I'm a big like water person. Like, I love the beach, and I like, um, yeah, you know, we go to this area out here in kind of by St. Louis called Johnson shut-ins where like the, the water really like flows and you can get down in it. And, um, she really likes hiking. And I, I tell her, I'm like, you know, leprechauns and fairies and stuff like that. Like somebody saw a bug that looked like a cute, like a fairy. And they were like, and that's where the myth has to have come from. You right. Know what I mean? Like it's hard to, it's hard to just imagine something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. imagine a new color. <laughs> right like imagine a new species without like oh you know a dragon with the the horns of a unicorn it's like well we already have dragons the ideas of a dragon and the ideas of a unicorn so it's not like you're actually coming up with something new so where the fuck did this shit come from have you heard of uh have you heard of this book called american gods yeah oh yeah american gods. oh yeah yeah i love neil so, game so that's that's where i feel like like that's i know that's fiction but it's like it kind, there's kind of truth to that, like witches and mm-hmm. different and leprechauns and different things like that. Kind of came from, like, you know what you're saying. It's like it, it was. It's we think it's myth now, but at some point somebody thought it was real, like right or, or some some real. sort of version of it. Because <laughs> like if you think about the how how history was like written or recorded um, before there was uh, like pen and penmanship and writing shit down. It was sang about in lore about the heroes like slaying beasts and like to like who knows if that beast actually did breathe fire, but the bard definitely fucking said it did. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like with that shit canonically, not canonically, but like historically, like flowing down the fucking funnel. And now, and then you get into things like writing where things are a little bit more accurate or. You know, when you see the depiction, you're able to like actually explain it. And but like before, it was just word of mouth. Stories and generations of like totally like culture was all word of mouth, and that's why like people uh, with traditions made traditions as fucking valuable as they are. So if you think that like myths are just fucking somebody fucking off on MDMA or something, just going, hey man, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> what if? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you know what? Maybe I don't know, but like, I I'm the type of guy that genuinely believes. So I believe <laughs> the type of guy that genuinely believes that there's truth in all myth. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I would agree with you. That was but then intense, like guys. so yeah, fucking Atlantis. Yeah, there's probably some shit down there, like. Who know? Like who? Fuck. We know more about our fucking space. We have seen the observable universe. We don't know what's like seventeen miles below the surface. I don't know if it goes. And, that and way, dude, but. here's my thing: is like, I a long time ago, I was kind of like just accepted the fact that there is a lot that I don't know, and there's a lot that just humanity in general there's a lot of questions that we have not answered like you know we don't even really know where consciousness comes from yeah like 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 me songs like like us writing songs like Mm -hmm. it comes from somewhere in here or in here and you 
play a guitar and, and put it up like, but you're consciously creating something and we don't know where that originates from. And yeah, it's, it's wild, man. When you think brain. about how much we don't know and how many people are out there thinking that they do know oh, everything, yeah, that's the scary thing to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, and I've heard this said a million times. So it's like the brain fucking named itself. The what? Right? The brain the named itself. Think about that for just a fucking second. It was like, <laughs> what am I? Brain. Like, but of course it was in Latin. So whatever that is in Latin. <laughs> but like the idea that like, you know, <laughs> this is what's so funny when we get worried about, um, am I going to make it in the music industry? Do I have time? Like, should I? If you get a job to fall back on, like you're floating on a big brain. ass rock through space in the observable universe, and we don't know what's below our ocean. So keep worrying <laughs> about that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It kind of makes it, it when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, our problems are very small. Yeah. Like, how am I going to pay this bill? Oh my God. Like, you know, it's right. And, and, and on, on to that point, real quick, it's like for anybody out there, especially musicians, I especially musicians that is a question we have asked far too many fucking times right how do i pay this bill what yeah yeah exactly how do i fucking pay this bill and it's like you're still here you're still good you found a way to pay it like you might not know how to do it now when it happens again but you'll get it you got it last time and you got it the time before exactly breath it's okay what's the worst that's gonna happen like truly totally agree <laughs> and like i followed this tiktok account with uh, this this gentleman was like 35 years old so still quite young right like doing his thing doing music and he was like you want to know the biggest thing i think i learned when i turned 30 not to rush my 20s and i was like oh fucking shit i'm 27 right so i still have like three years before i hit that that 30 and my music window closes forever it's like no, you just you just say no. I hit that so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna be 39 in like a few weeks, and I don't feel like I thought I would feel when I turned 39. Right, like I feel a lot me, younger. I, I don't oh, have yeah. children. Maybe that has something to do with it. But well, like, yeah, but well, it's definitely part because it I just turned 39, and I do have children, and I do I do feel older and a lot more tired. Um, but I don't feel like people 20, 39 year olds, like 20 years ago, right? I feel like 20 years ago, 39, you were like, well, I mean, like, so one of the things I saw, I've seen this mean, and I like to think about, I think about this a lot with just how aging has completely changed. But like, if you look at the golden girls, right? The Golden Girls. So, have you seen the new picture of like that Sex in the City new fucking show or whatever they're doing? Yeah, those yeah. women are the same fucking age as the Golden Girls. Oh my god, they're the same age. And now, isn't Barry? I I can see your brain is fucked right now. It's a it's a little fucky. <laughs> the but people don't look the same back then. It was like so they're like. 60 65 or something and it was like 20 years ago if you were like 60 65 put on a muumuu get ready to lay on the couch for the rest of the day because it's done life's over it's done 
go into a retirement home or but nowadays 65 <laughs> is like which man can i pick up or which woman can i pick up i'm still hot and frisky i'm ready to roll you know it's like you can pick me such, up at 65 that's all it I'm is saying. such that's all i'm different, saying it's such a different world it's wild it, it is wild and and that how, a lot of that has to do with like the way that we've approached societal norms and changed them you mm-hmm. know what i mean like um this is you know quite arguably the first generation to value what time means and i'm not going to say that as a blanket statement for everyone in the generation because like every generation we all have our fuckheads i'm one of them but it's like (laughs) the idea of selling your time is being pushed back now it used to just be yeah it used to just be like, oh, this is what we got to do to pay the bills. And that's what happened <clears throat> during the Great Depression. That's what happened at, like during um, World War uh, II. And <clears throat> with that, like, here's a bit of history for you. And I just found this out. Like, everything made sense. The, the few years after World War II was some of the, it was called, I think it was called the greatest generation or the happiest yeah. generation, one of the two. And it was explained to me why and it blew my fucking mind my friend was like there's this whole book and he hit him to me the book and i read it but my friend explained it. he's like when people go to war now right now they're in combat and the moment that combat is over they can be flown home in a week they can be they can go from combat to a bed in the u.s in a week Back in World War II, they spent three months on a ship sailing across the sea. Three months with their fellow brothers. They had time to grieve and mourn and process. And it was three-month-long intensive therapy that when they came back, they didn't have to deal with as much shit. Now, that's a blanket statement. Everybody has their shit, whatever. But, like... It is not as cut and dry as combat bed, combat bed. And with that, there came this idea of, uh, you know, that generational gap where it's like you have to go, uh, you know, work, but also like do what you like. But that the overarching um, idea behind working was still very, very present. But that was like the first change because people didn't want to sell their fucking time anymore. And then as that trickles down, like we were talking about earlier with like the myths, as that trickles down to this generation, we're like, fuck this. Things haven't changed the way we need them to change with how fast technology is like advancing, how fast music scene is advancing, how fast shit is just fucking flying through the roof. Like, I'm pretty sure the next uh, iPhone just came out and I'm still stuck on the like the 12 or something like i don't i i'm it is so fast i can't keep track of like the new shit on my iphone well i I have a theory about that i I have a theory about and and i agree with everything that you said um and i'm definitely you know when i was younger (laughs) when i was your age bear (laughs) (laughs) um you you youngster i'm a young i don't feel like when i when i was like in my mid early you know mid 20s i was like okay i'm gonna climb the corporate ladder and get a good job and get into management and like, and this is going to be my thing now. And now that I'm older and I've owned my own business for like five years, 
I'm totally content with just like, give me a job that pays decently. And as long as you let me close my laptop at the end of the day and don't bother me until the next day, Mm -hmm. I want to go do like, it's, I kind of look at it as, I mean, I work hard, but it's a means to an end. Like I do it because it pays the bills. I, I, and it, and it helps me fund my music and that's, and it helps me, it it affords me to go on trips with my girlfriend and do all these other things that I want to do. Um, but my, my theory about technology is that I think technology um, move, has moved so fast that it's moved faster than the human brain can really keep up. And if you think about social media and why we have a, an anxiety and depression like epidemic happening in our society, I think it's because we're constantly on our phones. We're constantly comparing and judging other people. We're, we're taking in too much info. As soon as we wake up, what do we do? We look at our phones. The last thing we do before we go to bed, we look at our phones. It's because we're trying to process too much information. And this hasn't had a chance to like evolve to the point like technology evolved faster than the human brain could yeah. catch up with it. Yeah. Damn. You know, I support that. And on that <laughs> note. Drop. <laughs> On that, that's very that yes, all Point all of right. this has been really fucking intense, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is great, and I love it. I'm here for it. But on that note, we are going to move on to our final segment, a are much you... lighter segment, if I may. Well, this one was supposed to be light too. It just got so fucking intense. I'm sorry about the whole frontier question. Okay, it's that your is my fault. There, we were talking about superheroes <laughs> in games. <laughs> hey, somebody you mentioned atlantis we fucking and somehow we you guys on the evolution of man yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i mean i'm this is a music podcast good sir <laughs> oh this is an everything podcast. it is <laughs> this is a we go everywhere and i'm here for it we just start <laughs> out with music and even yeah. with that it's like sometimes fuck it. <laughs> it it all depends on, and it all depends on how far i want to i want to dig <laughs> but we are going to move on to rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Wes? I'm ready. Okay. With this segment, you're not going to think. You're just gonna. You're just gonna like speak from the heart, and you're gonna shoot from the hip, and that's it. You just go. You get the question, you answer whatever the first thing in your brain. You ready for that? Okay, I think so. All right. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. MTV or Fuse? Fuse. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Yeah. Is a sweatshirt a sweater? No, it's a hoodie. (laughs) I'll accept it. Yeah, it's a good answer. Tom DeLonge or Matt Skiba? Oh, Tom. In blink, in blink, Tom. Well, right. And that's that's the generalized question because obviously you can't put Tom DeLong in alkaline trio. That just <laughs> no. that would Man, I mean that'd be about as stupid as putting it. Matt Skiba in Blink 182, right? Right, guys? Right? <laughs> Can you imagine his voice singing like I watch Fly Fuck on channel eleven? <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm not opposed. I I okay, I wanna see a concert. Right, Bleakway to an Alkaline Trio, where Tom DeLonge plays with a lot Alkaline Trio, and Matt Skiba just keeps doing this. <laughs> that would be interesting. Or, or 
Matt Skiba's not there at all. Tom DeLonge just, double, Tom DeLonge just does, does both. both. Yeah. I'm I'm there for that. Meanwhile, Guitar. Travis Barker is playing fucking. But Travis Barker is still playing for both. Though. <laughs> he, he's uh, just in every pop punk band now. So yeah. Right. Did you see that meme about Travis Barker sweating when he saw the lineup for for when we were young fest? Where he's like, I have so many sets I have to learn. <laughs> I lost my shit. Well, there. I mean, to be fair, with most of them, he'd only have to play a couple songs, and then the DJ does the rest. But, oh man, you know what? That's why. That's why the changeover is so quick. They don't have to fucking touch the drums. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. That, that, that's why. That's why. It. I love it's just it. Just Travis uh, for twelve it's hours. Just a day. fucking Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Guitar Hero. Final question: Newfound Glory or Simple Plan? Oh, Newfound. Right on. I'm Thanks, older, man. dude. Like Simple Plan didn't come out until like, like. Like, Newfound Glory was way before that. And I was like, I remember driving to school. It, it, I, uh, I must have been my senior year in high school listening to um, On My Own Again. It's what she said. Like, I remember driving to high school it, with that. And my, my sister oh, yeah. was a freshman. And she was like, she, like, didn't always like all my music. But she was like, oh, put in Newfound Glory. Like, she really liked yes. that. Yes. I remember when that the self-titled album came out. I think we talked about this on one mm-hmm. of the other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sitting in my mom's basement, listening to it over and over and over again until I like memorized the lyrics. So and good. Everyone, everyone listening to the podcast knows I'm a simple plan man through and through. Yeah. So. See, I, I'm, I, <laughs> Wes, we're like the same age, so like obviously it's newfound glory. <laughs> I mean, simple plan that that album that had like. I do anything. Oh yeah, like where Mark Hoppus, no pads, no helmets, just balls. Yeah, yeah. See, that was like I didn't love that album, but I fucking loved that song though. When that song came out, like I was like, oh shit! Like I loved that song. I did too. I love that song. Do you guys remember like one of the biggest pop punk cheat artists of them all though? SR71. Why, why you gotta kick me when I'm high? Dude, such a great fucking song. The rest of the album was like fucking alt rock, though. And I was like, what the oh, horrible. fuck was this bullshit? I was so mad. I remember I bought so this many CD people was, bought that album. Uh, so yeah. many people bought that album. And I feel like Weedus was kind of the same way. Like, <laughs> we, oh, oh, don't you, fuck, don't you fuck with Weedus. Dude, dude, I have a cool Weedus story. I, can I can I share a cool Weedus story? You're, you're currently, you're the only person aside from Pat that I've ever heard that knows the band Weedus. <laughs> <laughs> like Teenage so, Dirtbag, isn't that that One Direction song? Fuck you. <laughs> I, no I, one uh, said that. The studio here, where I record, I have a, a practice space there. I've had a practice space there since we started Why Not in like 2015. So I've been there for like six years. The um, over the summer. I was walking in and there was a bunch of people like kind of hanging out outside. And I was like, I, I don't recognize them. And I know most people who are like hanging out at the studio. Sometimes there's a band pra- uh, recording that I, from out of town that I don't know, but I was like, this is, it seems a little weird. I walk in, I see this dude and I go, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, I was like, are you guys recording here? He's like, Oh, well we rented the recording studio out for a couple of days. And I go, Oh, that's cool. And, and I go, what band are you in? He goes, Weedus. And I go, 
I go, wait, get, say that again. He goes, Weedus. And I go, like, teenage dirtbag Weedus? And he goes, yeah. And I look around. Better if you're just like, road, fuck you and push them. You're like, you're a fucking Wiedis liar. <laughs> in the logo. And apparently they were, um, they were on the road. They were opening. I forget. They were opening for somebody big, and um, that was. And they their show got canceled, um, in like Des Moines, Iowa. And so they had a couple days to 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 rehearse. They wanted to rehearse, so they rented out the recording studio to rehearse. They brought their bus in and everything, and it was insane. I was like, Weedus really is like in our studio right now. This is insane. That's wild. That's, they, that's that so fucking cool. Was everywhere when it came out. That's tight. Yeah. I actually have a very a kind of similar story. Now, Barrett, you I I forgot this is a this is a celebrity that I accidentally that I ran into too, and I haven't told you this story yet. Oh god. So I was uh I was on tour driving for Mayday Parade. I was dry I was their gear driver. And uh I was at their before the tour started, we we're at their like their practice space. Very similar type thing. And as I was like walking out to like my truck and stuff i ran into this dude and like i was like because i was fucking around you know i just walking boom hit this dude i look up and i was like oh shit uh sorry but sorry mr bon jovi uh and it was and he was like ah, it's john i'm like okay bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i that was cool like i touched yeah. bon jovi yeah, inadvertently too. How, John. how amazing! <laughs> you touched John. Was, touched was he John. slippery when wet? <laughs> sure, <it>. shit was. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you did it. You made it to the podcast. Congratulations! Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah! So awesome. here's what we're gonna Thank do. We're you gonna guys give so you... much. This is fun. Yeah, dude. Literally, any fucking time. <laughs> so we're gonna give you a platform right now. Okay. We want you to tell us what's going on with you in your life, in your music endeavors, in your career. Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? What's yeah. next for Wes Hoffman? So, um, I don't know if... So, we have an EP out right now on all streaming platforms called Rewrite the Story. And on March 5th, here in St. Louis, we're doing um, an EP release show. And uh, we're going to have cassettes. So, we're working with a couple labels. One from here in St. Louis, is just, they're just called the record label. Um, okay. And then one in Canada called Wrecking Crew Records. Um uh, Wrecking Crew is a fairly new label. I want to give them some love. Like um, they've they've been. Um, this is only maybe like their sixth release that they're doing. Wow. Um, so we're not we're not like signed to them or anything. They're just helping us put out the the cassette. And then the record label here, he does a lot of um, uh, local bands, but he also is doing has a lot of bigger bands um, in the in the work. And he owns a record store too. So um, he you know he he sells the records in his store. So shout out to uh, John and Don uh, from Wrecking Crew and the record label. So you'll be able to get the, the cassettes um, if you want to support us on our Bandcamp page or at the Record Spaces website or uh, Wrecking Crew's website or at, at the Record uh, the record Space store. Um, and then in, so that's in, in March 5th. And then um, in April, we are going on a little mini weekend tour uh, with, a band called Fluorescence from Chicago. They're yeah. tight. And um, a band called Stay the Course from Wichita. So yes. we're doing like just a little mm -hmm. like St. They're really Louis, good too. Kansas, really good. Kansas uh, St. Louis, Wichita, Lawrence, Kansas type thing. And uh, 
that's going to be our first thing. Do you know where you're playing in Lawrence? Replay Lounge. Oh, nice. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, and that's, and then uh, actually this weekend, I'm going back into the studio to record three more songs for a full length. Um, I've already got three songs, three recorded. So we're about halfway done after this weekend. We'll be about halfway done. And um, I'm hoping that that will come out like, later this year i'm hoping like maybe october we'll we'll get that done and, and awesome. have it ready to go but we'll be you dropping singles like periodically from it like leading up to that so um yeah but that's that's pretty much everything we got uh we're hoping to do a few festivals this year too um you know so we're gonna do a little bit of touring like you know if we can get a fest here and there like we'll do a string of shows on the way out and on the way back kind of type thing um so yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm really thankful, man, because it's really only been about a year since I've really been pushing this project, like, yeah. um, to get more than just my friends and family to listen. Um, and you know, where we're at now compared to where we were a year ago with just like streaming numbers and the amount of people that know about our band is like, it's awesome. So, um, and it just continues man. to grow and it, and it's really growing organically. Like, yeah. um, you know, since we put out the EP, like the streaming numbers have been great and it's people are listening and sharing. And, uh, you know, the other day, this guy shared our song for what it's worth on Instagram and tagged me. And I was like, Hey, how did you hear about us? And he was like, uh, well, he's from Austria. And okay. he was like, Oh, it was just on my release radar and on, on Spotify. And he was like, I've probably listened to this song 12 times today. Dude, <laughs> that's like, amazing. Plus you like, just made that dude's yeah. day by reaching out. <laughs> What's up? I said, plus you just made that dude's day by reaching out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, hell yeah. Well, Wes, yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. We had a blast. I Absolute did too. This was fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. And thank you guys for all you do. It, it really is important work. And um, you guys just have such an awesome platform and brand. And um, I love it. So, thanks so much for everything that you do and for giving b- bands like us and, um, you know, a platform to share what we're doing. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, this it's, has been another it's episode. All our pleasure. Pleasure. It's been another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. And today, the ethos about myths and the truth that lie within. We'll catch you guys next in. <laughs>